Hello, Internet peeps, and welcome to another edition of Big Trouble Little Podcast, episode 107. I'm Joe Dubs. I'm Andy. I'm Zach. And uh, we are here uh, doing more Sean Connery, James Bond, and we are doing From Russia with Love. But before we get into that, guys, what the hell have you been watching, playing, or doing? I'll go first this time. Uh, <gasps> oh my god. So, tradition. <laughs> so I played more Sea of Thieves, which um, Andy has seen. Uh, I did. I also played... I'm getting back into Call of Duty Warzone, which... I saw you streaming that too. Yeah, the 50 versus 50 team deathmatch is really fun. Um, if you're a sniper. Uh, I'm big into sniping. And all you gotta do is just <laughs> be on one side of the map shooting across the map because <laughs> i have a thermal scope so all i'm doing is just watching the the dots just light up and i just shoot them and shit it's fun and i also tried the uh, battle royale and, and i'm because of the de- team deathmatch i felt like i appreciated the battle royale now because if i want if i get tired of battle royale i could just go do team deathmatch and shoot up people so that's fun um what else played a little bit of resident evil 6 off stream and god that game controls are just horrible still um i don't know maybe it's because i'm playing i played resident evil 5 which was okay with the controls and then i went to this game just terrible are you still playing it on pc or whatever yeah well because i don't I, i might just fucking spend the 20 dollars why? What's the difference? Why not just plug a controller into your PC? It's the same experience, right? Or is there something? No, I tried to put a controller in there, and it was straight up garbage. Like, I don't know what it was because with the mouse, I was able to look around, but with the controller, I was not able to look around. I was only able to like do a square, and that's it. It was yes. Weird. For some reason, they he brought this up before on the show. They changed the way the camera axis fucking works on a controller on the PC for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it obviously needed tweaking. It didn't work at all before, so of course we'd better change that. (laughs) Works just fine on console, though. Yeah, that's what I think I'm going to pull the trigger and uh, get the $20. Or I think Capcom's having a sale. Everyone's having a sale. Everyone's having a summer sale right now. There's a piece of news out of the way. Everyone's having a sale. Sony's having the days of play. I'm pretty sure uh, good old games is having a sale. Nintendo's having a huge fucking sale. They got a thousand titles discounted on the Switch right now. I gotta charge my Switch. I haven't been playing it too much. Because I'm not into... Animal Crossing's too overwhelming for me. I don't feel like turning it on every day to just be like, I'm gonna check my turnips and make sure everything is like my villagers are good i don't know well i do is it my turn because i can just lead with animal crossing Uh, yeah that's all i've been doing there's your segue segway but yeah i played a bunch of i played animal crossing just about every day but it's less and less like it's just like i'm gonna run around and fight all four fossils i only need one more fossil and i have every fossil so i then quit fucking with that Except for the fact that when you pick them up and have blathers check them, that they then sell for a bunch. Uh, I got the last upgrade for my house. You know, I'm I'm hitting I'm hitting the right point in a lot of Animal Crossing stuff. That maybe I won't be playing it every day, but it's it's something fun to do in between breakfast and when I got to leave for work. So I just do it. You know, fifteen to twenty minutes every day. Um, 
been playing a fuck ton of tetris effect i can't recall if we talked about it last week but i've been playing a bunch of tetris effect that game's awesome i love it uh it's tetsuya mizuguchi the guy who did res and a bunch of other fantastic stuff his company did it the music's great the game's great um oh and i, I played from russia with love on the xbox the actual the game of the movie that we're um about to talk about i haven't beat it but it's interesting it's good like it's um it's not mind-blowing, but honestly, they could have done a lot worse. It's a competent third-person shooter, and every once in a while, you know, it's it's charming. Did it keep it up, did it keep up with the movie? Yes, sort of. Um, it's like the uh, the intro to the movie is a level, which is weird, but it's like the third level, which makes less sense. And they invented a bunch of stuff. There's a bunch of stuff in the game that just wasn't in the movie because they just had to invent stuff to make it longer. Oh, like but the one of the levels one of the levels is your bond in a hedge maze. And at the big at the end you like go up. And like and it keeps showing um keeps showing the guy stalking you and like looking at you through a rifle scope and stuff like that. And then at the end of the level Bond gets like garrot wired and then you know they do the reveal where they pull the mask off him and it's not really Bond. It's just like he's doing some exercise or something. But it's it's weird because that means there's a whole level of that game where you don't play as James Bond technically, and it's just I don't know, it's it's strange. But it was cool that they put it in. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, what else did I do? I watched um, I, don't know, I watched a bunch of Rick and Morty season four, and for some reason I put on uh, Hercules, the Disney movie. No idea why. I just I needed some noise, and I put it on, and I actually ended up sitting there watching it. <laughs> That's how most Disney movies happen. Um, yeah. Other than that, is that 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 all? Uh, that's all. I mean, it's been mostly gaming for me lately. All righty. Saving the best for last. Zach, what have you been playing or doing? Um, been playing, Still been playing Final Fantasy VII. I'm in the Shinra building doing that stuff, so I'm getting there. I'm almost done. Shinra Town. Yep, Shinra Town. Uh, still been playing Command Conquer oh. Remastered. Real, real quick, can I ask you a question about Final Fantasy? Sure. Did you take the elevator or the stairs? Stairs. Okay. <laughs> and I'm I, glad I did. I, I always took the stairs when I was a kid, but this time I deviated. I took the elevator now. Oh. Well, <laughs> I'd ask you how it was different, but I don't know if we should do that here. <laughs> yeah. I Honestly, uh, I, it's probably somewhat subtle. From what I understand, there's some character building stuff if you take the stairs. But there's, there's a couple fights, but they're... Uh, and there's some funny dialogue if you take the elevator. That's I can tell you that much. There's there's two fights. They're both they're both pushovers, and then there's some funny shit happens. Ah, okay. Um, yeah, uh, still been playing Command Conquer Remastered on the side lately too. Um, and uh, what else? Uh, watch this movie. Um, that's kind of it. I'm still re- I'm still reading all my comic books in my backlog. That's it's not really something we bring up, but I'm doing that too. I mean, you can. We've talked about books before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Reading Fantastic Four by John Byrne right now. Ooh, I love those. Trial of Galactus. It's like a a whole storyline where they told him they gave John Byrne the mission statement. Like I think somewhere in the early mid '80s, make Save Galactus Fantastic Four, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, it was make Galactus awesome and scary again. <laughs> apparently, he turned into kind of a joke at some point. Mm. And he's like, oh, okay, that's what this whole arc is, basically. I think Doctor I, Doom died. 
I only own a few Fantastic Four comics, but they're all written by Byrne. Like, he's the only writer for Fantastic Four I care about. Yeah, so far I, li- I like this. I've never really been a big fan of Fantastic Four, but this, is, this has been pretty good. I hadn't been either, but a friend recommended Byrne's Fantastic Four run, and I found him for, like, nothing in a comic convention. I said, well, I guess I'll take a chance, and now I'm a fan. Hmm. All right. So are are we ready to do Russia uh, from Russia with love? Yes, I'm ready to do Russia. <laughs> I'm ready to do Russia. Uh, all right. So I guess we could uh, go back to what you were playing, Andy, the game, and having that iconic scene where like Bond is going through the maze, and then obviously it's a training exercise, and you pull off the mask, and it's not James Bond. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, because I get why they did it. Like, they wanted to make it look like, oh, James Bond got fucking killed in the beginning. But, like, at the same time, like, <laughs> when you look down and see the mask, the mask just looks like fucking garbage. Yeah, I mean, it's clearly Connery actually playing all those parts. And it's just that one shot where where he lean, uh, they lean down and take the mask off where it's a guy in a mask. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, I mean, it gets the point across. I, I like it. I like the beginning of this movie. It's uh, it's like suspenseful, and you kind of don't really know, oh, man, what's going to happen. And it always makes me think about Man with the Golden Gun, because the finale to Man with the Golden Gun is a lot like the intro to this. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to get the good points out of the way, because I, I'm going to give a hot take uh, that's probably going to be the minority in things. Uh, but I... Number one, Sean Connery is probably one of the greatest Bonds uh, based off of these two movies that I've seen. Because um, I only seen these movies once, and it was a really, really long time ago, so it's, like, brand new to me. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I like about this movie compared to the Dr. No is that it didn't have, like, that goofy fucking dragon thing, like, in this one. This <laughs> Well, Dr. No was a success. So when they made this movie, their budget was like way bigger. And mm-hmm. plus the, the, the script didn't call for a tank. It didn't, you didn't need that shit. Yeah. Their budget was doubled. Yes. And what I really like about uh, this, it, it feels straight up like a spy movie compared to, you know, the last movie where it did have like half of it or majority of it being a spy movie and then all of a sudden becoming sci-fi with the with the you know the dragon and all that stuff that's where it got goofy this one didn't feel like that and it felt really complete uh i guess where it, where i get off a little bit is i don't know the story felt a little bland to me cuz it's just like oh you're meeting this you know russian who's going to be a spy and she's going to be given the lector but then you find out like specter is using that russian lady to like infiltrate to try to get closer to james bond i don't know it just didn't fit well with me and i mean they don't care about bond they just want the lector yeah and you know uh, the good thing i really liked about it is like that one uh, agent who, <laughs> which by the way, I like how she like approved him where he puts on brass knuckles and punches him in the ribs and you're like, that will do. And then <laughs> he's fit. I'll take him. Mm-hmm. So like, I like, I, here's the thing. I kind of wish 
he didn't speak at all. Because when he started speaking uh, on the train is where it's like, oh, I didn't really want to hear his voice. And then you hear his voice. Well, when he's first speaking on the train, he's doing he's doing a spy. He's acting like a British agent. That's why he like pours it on with the uh, the accent and calling him old man and being yeah. weird. I, I get what they were trying to do, but the whole movie, they kind of put him off as like a hitman. You know, he has that wire thing like he's going to come up and he's going to assassinate James Bond, even yeah. though even though I do know that they were going after the elector the whole time. Uh, some of it feels like they were putting a hit on James Bond based off of that training uh, exercise. It's it's he's a threat. That's that's what that's meant to show at the beginning is they're telling the audience, oh, this guy's a threat. He's he wants he's he's after Bond or whatever. And that's why, like, he's following Bond around Istanbul and all this other stuff's going on. And um, it's a fun payoff during the, the the gypsy fight when they're fighting the Bulgars. Uh, he saves Bond from, from getting killed from behind, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it's it's more exciting, I think. Like he's shadowing Bond, and he kills the guy in the mosque, and uh, it, it's kind of like you know Bond doesn't know what's going on, but we do, and it's thrilling for us. I, I don't know. I like the I like the unknown third party element to this spy movie. <laughs> and it, call me stupid or or whatever, but like the whole time because I'm like from Russia with love. I get it. She's from Russia, but that's and and the other uh, colonel lady who's inspector, I guess she's number two or whatever. Um, number three, Kleb. Yeah, because I was like, when are they going to Russia? <laughs> the, the whole time I was like, are they going to Russia? What's what's happening here? Well, the, the lector and uh, Tatiana both are from Russia, so the hints yeah. the title. And I I love uh, Miss Pennyworth. Uh, I like how her and Bond have this like. Oh, money, Penny. Money Penny, whatever. Uh, you said Pennyworth. That's the butler for Batman. <laughs> uh, but I love their like relationship a, a little bit. Like he's always flirting with her, and then he always has to leave. I don't know. I just find that funny. But I'll I'll let you, Andy, say some good things and bad things. What you like about this movie? I love this movie. This is one of my favorite Bond movies. Um, it's kind of hard to just oh just say good things about this movie because like I kind of like a lot about it. Um. Uh, this movie is one of my favorite Bond movies. It has one of my favorite Bond girls. Tatiana is like interesting. She needed more to do, I thought, but also she's like smoking hot, which is kind of what they wanted. Mm -hmm. Um, it has one of my favorite Bond movie themes. This is the first movie to start the idea of having a theme song for every Bond movie. And of course they just did that from here on out. But I, I actually like the song from Russia with love just on its own. Um, it has, uh, some good stunts, some excellent fight choreography. Uh, a long time ago, I wrote an article about, um, well, uh, the commentary for this movie. It's on the Criterion laser disc. They, uh, Criterion invented commentaries, by the way, for their laser discs. But uh, Dr. No from Russia with Love and Goldfinger all have Criterion laser discs, and they all have um, commentary with like the director and a producer and a couple other schmucks. And I listened to this one. You can download just the MP3, and I put on the Blu-ray, and I listened to it. And I wrote an article about it. It was for Geek Bunker 100 years ago. It's long gone now. <laughs> but uh, the that fight scene, like, it's already well 
uh, in the in the train, the fight scene in the train, because it's like a super cramped space, and that's what's interesting. Because there's lots of fight scenes where you're just like in the in wide open and two guys punching each other, going at it. But they're like in this cramped train compartment, and it's like a dirty fight. And um, it, it's I, I like that scene even more because there's several shots where you can see Robert Shaw and Sean Connery's faces, and it is actually them. And they tell the story in the commentary about. Um, the day they were supposed to shoot that, the director wanted them to do it, but they weren't going to because it's not it's it wasn't in either of their contracts. They didn't have to do it. They both have stunt doubles, and the stunt doubles had been doing all their other stunts, of course, because yeah, that's their job. And you don't want to um, put the talent in danger. You don't want Robert Shaw or Sean Connery getting hurt on the set, and now you got to like delay shooting, and it's going to cost you several grand. But the director really wanted to because it's in tight tight. Uh, quarters and he just he couldn't figure out how he's going to get all these shots without it being really obvious that it wasn't uh connery and shaw so that day he went to their body doubles their stunt doubles and said hey guys take a long lunch on me gave them a bunch of extra cash and then like sent them somewhere to get drunk like on purpose so <laughs> they wouldn't come back and um they they were coming back late and only he and a couple other people on set knew about it and he's talking to robert shaw and sean connery he says oh, man we really need to shoot the scene because there's a couple shots where they were going to show their faces anyway because there wasn't like actual combat just for a split second just so they could the editor could fix it and they were there anyway and he's like man i wish we could shoot these scenes but they haven't come back i mean you guys can't do it obviously and they're like well hang on <laughs> and you're like Jedi mind trick, you know, reverse psychology them into being like, oh, we'll do it, we'll do it. And I guess the fight choreographer like ran them through it and they they did it like in, in less than a day. They shot that and it's a really good fight scene for two guys who aren't trained to do that. And I guess apparently later, they don't mention this in commentary, but I looked it up on my own. Later, the stunt doubles did do it. So the stunt doubles are still in some cuts. And I guess the editor like really put that scene together really well. But uh, it's just that that story super cool. It just and and the fact that they actually did it and um, I got I got way off on a, a side thing there. And there's several more interesting things about the making of this movie I know now because of that commentary. But yeah, this movie's I, I just really like this movie. It's um it uh, figures out the Bond formula better than Doctor No. It uh it's it's just an exciting spy movie. I love. I love all the droll, humdrum, like, oh, uh, that's uh, the Bulgarians. They work for the Russians. They follow us everywhere. We follow them everywhere. Whatever. It's just the way business is done. And then Bond actually gets to the guy's office. He says, oh, you're in the Balkans now. Um, uh, it's the, the war is fought differently here. You know, we, we just we have an understanding. Mm. <laughs> and I love that kind of stuff. I love, like, when the, the spy game is just like, well, look, they're just so used to it. It's just this dull. This is routine. And then when the routine is broken, that's the thrilling part. Uh, if you like, uh, just as another aside, if you like, if you like those scenes, if that appeals to you, I can't more highly recommend a movie called uh, "The Spy Who Came In from the Cold." It's a lot of that kind of like being a spy is is uh, it crushes your soul and it's kind of like monotonous and it's uh, the guy like they they hatch this elaborate scheme based around that and it works out really well and the movie's really thrilling too but but i like that kind of stuff i like i like the spy kind of stuff that's why I, i've touched on this before but later on it's more about the gadgets and the action and bonds in space and he's driving a moon buggy around nevada and it's a bunch of stupid bullshit roger moore's a clown i just i like the <laughs> movies too they're fun but they they don't hold a candle to this shit. I, lo I love I love this movie. Yeah, 
I'll shut up about it for a while. Zach, you're up next. Give me what you like and hate about it. Um, this definitely feels more consistent than what Dr. No does. Mm. There never was like a point where it just kind of fell off to me. Um, I really liked all the characters in it. Like, uh, it, Bond was pretty much the same. And I was, I was glad for that. Um, and, uh, I don't know why, but I, I thought for some reason he would act differently between these two. I think I had like an impression of that. I don't know where I got it from, but I think um, he stays consistent throughout all of his movies. If I recall properly, I mean, even with the, the actors changing, Oh no! I mean, it's it's, <laughs> it's the same. You know, it's the same as long as it's the same Bond. Yeah, that, that's uh, that's what I thought. Yeah, but um, like uh, I liked a lot of the supporting cast, like uh, uh, Karen Bay, the guy who runs the, the MI6 station in Istanbul. Yeah, yeah, he's he's the best. I I love that character so he's, much. He's fucking awesome in that movie. I, I hated the fact that he had to die. I know. Yeah, I was like, oh man, he was so cool. I, I just. <laughs> He's just got an awesome line for like it seems like every other scene. Mm-hmm. He's <laughs> like you kind of want to know more about the character too. I think he's based partially on a real figure because he says, "Oh, not bad for someone who started out um, the bending steel and breaking chains with his teeth in the circus or something like that." Um, that I think there's a real character that he's based on. Uh, I'm drawing a blank on it. Um, hmm. Oh, there's there's someone who was actually like along those lines that bugs me. It keeps keep talking. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's he's got all kinds of funny lines. Like he's like ah, like everybody is my son. I only employ my family. You can only trust them. And uh, says something about how like like he made it an endeavor to to make large families or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I think my last his last line is probably my favorite though. He's got that guy the the counter agent at gunpoint what's that dude's name donald red grant is apparently his name mm-hmm. played by uh, robert shaw that's all i ever remember is it's robert shaw for some reason i thought he was good like he just came off like he was russian to me it was probably because he's like i'm this big guy blonde hair blue eyes and i don't say anything yeah. up he's until like, when he starts talking yeah i mean he really does it, he comes off as russian but there's no reason to think that because he's just working for Spectre, yeah, you know, so. The other, you know, the other thing was, too, like, the, the uh, scene where they introduce him, where he's getting, like, that rub down from, like, that hot chick on the Spectre Island. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, like, stands up, and they're, like, they're like you know, examining him and stuff. He's like, he looked way bigger in that scene than when he did in the train. <laughs> to me, I don't know why. It's just, like, he looked like he shrank. Yeah. He's almost shorter than Bond. Yeah, because I had the same feeling, too, because I was like, well, the other shots, he was pretty tall and shit, and, like, he's in the train, and he's short. I'm like, is this the same person? Because, like, we never heard him talk. So I was like, so is this, you know, part of uh, the MI6 or whatever? Maybe they had him stand on a box to look intimidating or some shit. I don't know. I'm sure they did, yeah. <laughs> but, um, like, yeah, that last scene there where he's got uh, Grant at gunpoint, he's like, uh, uh, he's like, oh, let me tell you about my life story. He's like, you want to hear it? And he's like, Ugh. <laughs> or no, it wasn't Grant. That was the fucking uh, some Russian guy that was following them. Ah, my bad. But um, let's see. Uh, I like Tatiana pretty well. I agree with what Andy was saying. I feel like maybe she needed a little bit more stuff to do. Mm-hmm. I also kept thinking the whole time, like for some reason, she's going to die. She's going to get fucking 
blown away at some point. I thought she, I thought she died it. when uh, he slipped the pills in there because I was like, oh shit, did he poison her? And did James Bond just let it fucking happen? Because <laughs> I was like, wait, he just saw the pill go in there. I'm like, oh, he's probably still trying to figure out if that's a bad guy or a good guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think about things I did not really like. Um, there wasn't really much much that I didn't like. Uh, so I'll just keep going on with things I like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was cool. I, I don't know if they really shot in Turkey. It, they did. They it's did. in the credits. Shot on location in Istanbul. I mean, they have to because it's got the the whatever it's called, Mata, the that big famous building. It's in the background of several shots. Oh, okay. So he's like, I thought that it looked accurate. I'm like, yeah, they, that's cool if they did. Yep. Um, I liked how there was a whole theme of, I guess, in Doctor No, it was like always boats, island, get on the boat, and then it's a train. This the gimmick this time is a train. Train. Um, I really like that this that fucking fight scene at the gypsy camp was awesome. <laughs> yes. It was like insane. There's just shit going on everywhere. It almost looked like a fucking war movie, like some some kind of war movie or something. Every, you can tell they had a budget. Every yeah. it reminded me of like uh the Trojan War where they had like the Trojan horse come in and then they just yeah. fucking like let loose and everybody like charged in and shit. <laughs> and I, I also really like um the boat when he like he steals the boat and they're they're getting chased by specter guys on the boats and then he fucking blows them all up when he shoots the, they shoot his fuel reserves yeah that's mm-hmm. <laughs> fucking awesome uh but there's a couple scenes in this movie like i i thought of two two scenes or two aspects of this movie and then a scene stuck out to me that made me think of like the last crusade for some reason it's really weird mm-hmm. but um the guy uh uh Karim, he reminded me a lot of Sala. Yeah. And uh, I don't I don't know if that's like an inspiration for him or not, maybe. Um, he just had that same kind of like vibe to him. And he had that same kind of uh, like, I don't know, personality to an extent. Mm-hmm. And then uh, that scene where Bond's running away from the helicopter. <laughs> He's got like that, that fucking briefcase and shit. It reminds me of when they're running from the plane in Last Yeah. Grade. It has a lot of the same camera work. I thought that too. I'm like, eh, maybe they just did. They did. I mean, Solo was in fucking Raiders before his dad was ever involved in any of this stuff. Yeah. But I, I don't know. This, those two things stuck out to me and made me think about other movies. Well, what about the scene with uh, James Bond and Karim and uh, the sniper scene? Uh, he's like, the, oh, the, I love the, that scene too. the famous uh, line where it's short card. I, I, I love that because it's like, <laughs> there's no huge action. It's just spies doing spy shit. Mm-hmm. He's like, and then Sean Connery just leaves. Like, should have kept her mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a lot of like, uh, she has a nice mouth, doesn't she? Oh, yes, I see what you mean now. <laughs> uh, one thing I want to bring up because we, I brought it up last time is uh, Sean Connery is such a douche to women in like his films. Uh, I want to mention this one. Yeah, he, which is funny because I sent you guys a uh, video of Sean Connery about slapping women in the face before, yeah, yeah. before, everyone, see, everyone <laughs> before, when you, when, you, when you sent that to us, I had flashbacks of Newgrounds back when I was like in middle school. <laughs> 
But I sent that before I seen the movie. So I was like, <laughs> when I saw him slap the fucking <laughs> her in the train, I was like, oh shit. Maybe that's just Sean Connery. Just like, like he, like he went up to the director. He's like, "How about I get so angry, I just go into the fucking room and I just slap her." <laughs> I don't know. Never a closed fist, an open hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, I do. What else do I? The fight scene in the train too, uh, which I like the story that you brought up about the commentary. But there's one part of that fight where I don't know if it was Sean Connery or or the stunt guy, where he gets thrown and he like dives onto the like the 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 chair or bed thing. We'll call it a chair. It just looks so funny how he just like dives. He's like, ah. <laughs> um, that was great. I like the underground uh like boat that they had in Karim's little uh, cave area. Oh, yeah, underneath his table. That part's awesome. I, I'd love to see that kind of stuff. This and, is my daily exercise. 11 in the morning, 3 in the afternoon. <laughs> and, I, and I also want to bring up, he has a fucking periscope inside the fucking Russian, uh, was it embassy or consulate? Consulate. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's cool, but, like, you could get a periscope in there, but you couldn't fucking put a microphone out there. Come on. <laughs> it's turkey, man. They got limited oh. resources. I didn't think about this before, but a microphone requires power. Uh, Periscope doesn't, so uh, I guess. Plus nineteen sixties power. And the whole- yeah, I, I mean, my, microphones back then would have been like way bigger. Like Bond is uh, when he gets to his room, he's looking around for uh, a speaker, and he finds one. And nowadays, you could put thirty speakers in that room. There's no way he could find them without like the help of electronic nonsense, like he does with the phone, because you know speakers are so te- teeny tiny now. But in the sixties, you had to make speaker speaker a little bigger for it to work. Mm. Or uh, microphone. I keep saying speaker. Microphone. Microphone. Speakers were big too. Yes, they were also big. <laughs> um, uh, James Bond, I guess, had a threesome with those turkey women. That's true. They were gypsies. Gypsies. Uh, with- oh, another fun thing from the uh, from the commentary. There's that that scene where those two women have to fight each other, and the director said that scene was really easy to shoot because the actresses in real life actually hated each other. <laughs> what? That's fucking great. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> did they did they like hate each other from before or did they hate each other from fucking being on set or he didn't clarify. I, I kind of took it to mean like from being on set, like they just rubbed each other the wrong way, like right off the bat, and they're like, Well good, because you two fight, so <laughs> <laughs> work it out. Yeah. Uh what'd you guys think of because I guess this was kind of the first time that gadgets were involved because of the suitcase and the sniper what would you guys think of it yeah we see q um that armalite rifle is real yeah that wasn't that wasn't a made-up thing all all the shit in this movie is like legit stuff that i i'm sure spies could have used if they didn't actually use Mm -hmm. Uh, the the cases that open weird i'm pretty sure that's a real thing a a, a knife hidden in a case that makes perfect sense um having the gold sovereigns on you that's a real spy thing you never know when you're gonna have to bribe an official or something else um the the rifle like zach said that's legit that's a real thing uh the only thing the the talcum powder bomb that's the only thing that's like is that real i'm not sure i'm sure it could be though like i I'm 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 certain that su- such a thing has existed at some point. Uh, um, like 
Oh my god, it just, just slipped my mind. Because uh, I had something and now it's lost. So, <laughs> you guys. Oh, and uh, at the beginning, the, it, remember, this is the 60s. So to us, it's like, who the fuck cares? But in the first scene, Bond has a beeper and then he goes to his car and there's a phone in it. And it's, it's like in the 60s, cool. it's like, what the fuck? He's got a car in his phone. But to us, it's like, eh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because. I did not realize this when I was a kid because I never watched these movies so close together. The woman at the beginning of this movie is the same woman from the beginning of Doctor No. I did not realize that. Yeah, Sylvia Trench. Yeah, I didn't know that. Apparently, she. I. I guess she's reoccurring for a little bit. Hmm. I had never put that together. I'm dumb. And it's hey, does Bond, does, hey, does Bond ever do anything with Money Penny? No, that's kind of the half of the point. Um. I might have dreamed all this. I can't remember. But I'm thinking in one of the books that I read, they kind of go into that a little bit more. And it's implied that Moneypenny just, like, flirts with all the agents that come in there. That's, like, one of the things she does. Oh, she's just, like, one of those secretaries that likes to she's, flirt with all the fucking She's the secretary in the 60s. And, yeah. and the only people who come in all day, well, maybe not all day, but most of the people who come in all day are, like, you know, uh, people who have been, who are extremely physically fit. And have been trained to use, you know, sex as as a weapon for their country. You know, it kind of makes sense. But also, I think it's like, uh, again, I might have dreamed all this. Maybe I read it somewhere else. I don't know. But, like, these guys are all, maybe they're going off to die. Maybe she'll never see him again. So she's just, you know, nice and flirty to all of them or something. I don't know. Because, mm. you know, usually uh, um, when, when Bernard Lee, M, is yelling at him, he's sending them somewhere where they might die. <laughs> One thing I want to bring up the the camera and like the voice recording of hearing James Bond and uh, Tatiana. Is it her name Tatiana or Tiana? Tatiana. Tatiana. Was he was James Bond like recording her secretly because he like took out the camera? He was live streaming. Oh, he, he was, was live streaming in 1963. Yeah, he was, that was his Twitch account. <laughs> And I like the part oh. where, where he goes, you know, it reminds me back when, you know, me and M did this mission. And he, like, tells, uh, what's the secretary's name again? Money Penny. Money Penny to, like, leave the room. And she still, like, checks on it. I thought <laughs> she that was... goes back here and just hits a little, little console thing to, like, fucking eavesdrop. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I thought that was funny. Um, oh, the Spectre stuff. Like, you guys mentioned it, like, oh, they don't really go into it, but, like, I kind of feel like... They went into it a lot more than this one. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's recurring for a long time. Um, I don't even think they name him, but, yeah, that's Blofeld. Like, he's leader Spectre, and he's in and out of Bond movies for a long time. Yeah, mm. they, they just call him number one, but in the credits he is listed as Blofeld. Played by question mark. Whoa. <laughs> Eventually, he's played by Donald Pleasance. Which, by the way, he sounds like a older Sean Connery. Because the same time I, I kept on hearing his voice, I'm like, is are they doing something here with Sean Connery being like a bad guy or something? And I was yeah, like, there's a time travel plot in, in James Bond. <laughs> From an alternate fucking nine one. <laughs> Mirror, mirror, James Bond. But uh, I also like the part where near the end uh, he just takes out his little uh, feet knife thing and like stabs the guy. And he's like, oh, 15 seconds. Maybe we should work on it to maybe like kill him quicker. 
I'll have to develop a better, a faster acting poison. Yeah, and then uh, would you would you think of the part where that that Colonel lady, uh, like Cleggan, whatever her fucking name is, Clegg, Clegg, Cleb, Cleb, Cleb. Um, <laughs> she's acting like the fucking Italian maid or whatever, oh. and she like tries to steal the lector, and like I kind of knew that Tatiana was gonna like come back and help of course she is, yeah. Yeah. but it's interesting i you, you don't see it did bond tell her that she was being used by specter at that point does she even know i because you don't see it because she's no. like asleep when bond finds out that specter's involved and so but they had they had a fucking day-long boat ride to venice to discuss it so did they i don't know i guess you have to assume that like he brought her up to speed I guess, but even then, then that would mean that she had betrayed her country for like nothing, because mm-hmm. Spectre had manipulated her and she didn't know it. So I, I don't know. There's a, there's a whole extra thing there beyond, and and it's kind of implied that she just actually does fall in love with James Bond, even though it was supposed to be an act, because he's just so great and he uses he uses sex as a weapon. That's like part of Bond's deal. Mm. But it's it's interesting to think about because she has just like betrayed her country, and it wasn't it was she was manipulated into doing it because she thought she was doing it because the the lady's supposed to be the head of Smirch 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 I, it's hard Smirch. to say Smirch well she, death, she's supposed to be the head of Death Despise I think that's what that word well is. she gave her no fucking choice she's like you better do yeah, this mission will kill you yeah but like what does she do at that point I, I'd love to see. Like, if they made this movie now, there'd be, like, some stupid spinoff, probably a comic book, but maybe they'd try to do a movie about her. And I'd really like to know, like, did she repatriate? Did she, like, get a home in England? Like, did they actually, like, reward her? Does she, like, live in Montana and she gets a pickup truck? I don't know. (laughs) Call back to another episode we've done recently. Oh, Sean Connery movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, so I guess you know I'm still gonna recommend this film, even though like it, you 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 make it sound like ah, I guess I'll recommend it. Fuck you, this movie's great. I recommend it. <laughs> no, I mean it, it, it still didn't like you guys. Well, Andy, you hyped it up to be like one of the best James Bond movies, and I'm like, because it is. That's why I did that. Yeah, I get it, but like, let, it's, me, let me guess. You'd rather watch fucking Tomorrow Never Dies, Moonraker, fucking. Quantum Solace, you bitch. Well, no, full disclosure, I'm not a big James Bond fan. Like, oh. if, if I wake up one day and I'm like, oh, what do I want to watch? It's, James Bond is not the first thing I want to see. All right, well, if we weren't doing the show and it was like, I want to watch a James Bond movie, what do you watch? I guess it would have to be one of the Sean Connery movies. Okay. Because Pierce Bronson's okay. It's just... I don't know the, the gadget shit and the over, like it, it gets crazy womanizer later on. Besides, uh, what's his f- fucking face? The new guy, the the current, Daniel Craig. Yeah, Daniel Craig doesn't get too womanizer anymore. I mean, it's it's both worse and better depending on the actor. <laughs> I mean, Timothy Dalton when he is Bond, he is a son of a bitch. Like, I really hope we watch those movies sometimes, but. He like I think he hits a woman in every movie, <laughs> all two of them. Like more than once, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> also, he teams up with the Muhajadeen, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> all 
I, I don't even have to ask Andy because I already know he recommends it. But Zach, I'm guessing you're recommending it too. Yeah, I like it. It's good. If somebody were to tell me, oh, I've never watched James Bond before, I would be like, yeah, watch this one. Or yeah. uh, watch fucking GoldenEye or something. One of these two. This this one is this is this is one of my recommended starting points as well. Like Doctor No is great, but uh, start with From Russia with Love or Goldfinger, which we will watch next week. Sweet Goldfinger. So guys, remember watch Goldfinger and then come back here and we'll you know discuss it and talk about Sean Connery. Uh, all right, let's get to some news that matter to us. The PS4 event happened. PS5 uh, event. PS5, my bad. I mean, you put four in the document, too. Yeah. <laughs> PS5, there we go. Change it. Uh, yeah. I mean, th- that's, I'm laughing at myself, too, because I didn't even catch it. I was just like, okay. Um, oh, first thing I want to get out of the way, because maybe the PS4... Uh, the, we, can't, I, we can't talk about every game they announced. No, 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 I'm not. But I want to put it out there that they are re-releasing again... GTA 5 on a PS5. I love that. That means GTA 5 has been in three generations of gaming consoles. And not as like a, a remastered download, just straight up GTA 5. Basically, Rockstar, fuck you. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. And and they're gonna they're gonna spin GTA online off into its own fucking product. So you can <laughs> buy it separately now. <laughs> like as its own game. God damn it, just make a Vice City. That's what we all want. I, I Oh man, I would love that. Right? I I don't know why. I get it that this it's the most selling game ever so far. I think it's still number one. Um releasing it again. But come on now. Nobody's gonna rebuy that again. It, unless they do something outrageous. Where they go? When they, were, when they were playing that trailer, I was waiting for like, and this is why you want to play it. This is what we're adding. Oh, fucking Tommy Versetti comes back and he's fifty, but he's still a bad motherfucker. Or or, or they tie it into four and and Nico's in it. Or Nico, there's a brand cousin. new character. Or or they add. You remember in uh, San Andreas, you could go to like the Vegas. They, they add that. Mm-hmm. Do something. No, it's just the same game again. Fuck you. You'll play it again, you dumbass. I don't know. Fucking. And smoke a doobie, play some more GTA. Well, the thing, loser. W- w- the, the thing I thought what was going to happen was like, oh, they're showing GTA Five in the beginning, saying that like, you know, that smart delivery thing where you, oh, if you have it on PS4, you could bring it to PS5. That'd be good. I was thinking, oh, they're doing PS5 because at the end they're probably going to show GTA Six or something. Um, no, Mm-mm. they were just like, fuck you, and I am not putting in money to buy GTA 5 and I am not lying for the third time because I bought it when it first came out then I bought it for PS4 and then I bought it for PC because I wanted to do the all the crazy modding and the role play thing. I've thought about getting it on PC for the same reason. Like, you know, as down as I am on the game, that game's fun as fuck. I like that game. I love the story. Uh the online is a lot of fun. I had hours and hours of fun with friends on it, but I mean, come on, really? It came out on PS3, and now you're going to put it out on PS5? And the game looks great. I'm not complaining about that, but you, you got to add something. you got to mm. have something in there. 
I'll make quick mentions. Uh, there's this game called Project Athia that is coming out on PS5. Apparently, they're having some Hollywood writers that are going to be writing for that. People that did Game of Thrones, uh, Lord of the Rings, and all that stuff. So, so hacks. What? What's that? I said so hacks. Basically, hacks are working on this. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. What were you going to say, they sh- Andy? They showed off a lot of games that were like arty. Like, for lack of, like, they all seem to have, like, they were vibrant and they were, like, stylistic. And Sony was really playing up the whole, like, artists can create art on our art box. Art box five. Art box five. But th- there was just a lot of that. It felt like to <laughs> me in the, in, the, in the parts that I watched. By the way, like, the, the new head guy now of P- uh, for Sony or PlayStation kind of looks like Gordon Ramsay from fucking Hell's Kitchen. I was like, what? I was like, what well, the fuck is Ramsey doing? He better start calling people stupid donkeys and then fucking <laughs> curse them out. That, that's that's why the new system looks like it has two pieces of bread around. It. <laughs> stupid what are you, sandwich. sandwich? This is Gandhi's shoes with two pieces of bread around it. <laughs> <laughs> um, one one game I'm looking forward to. Well, there's multiple games, but Returnal. Um, they did like yeah, that, that was the one that stood out to me too. Yeah, because it's like you're on this planet, but things are changing every fucking day. I uh, hope it's like a, it seems like it's going to be like a time loop or an alternate reality kind of thing going on there. But no gameplay. Uh, yeah, you're right. A lot of family friendly games. Sackboy from Little Big Planet is going to have like their own like 3D world. Yeah, but it's not Little Big Planet. Also, they did the same thing with Astrobot. Mm-hmm. Like they're making an Astrobot game, but it's not a VR game as far as I could tell. So they took Sackboy and Astrobot, who are both like kid friendly things, and took them out of their thing and just gave them platforming. Games. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm not saying it's a bad idea. It's just it's 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 interesting and strange. Mm-hmm. Also, conspicuously absent from a lot of this was talk of VR, because Sony has confirmed outside of this event that uh present generation VR headsets are going to be forwards compatible with the PlayStation 5. Ooh. Cool. So, you know, I was thrilled about that because I already own one. I don't have to buy a headset now. But mm-hmm. I was waiting for, like, here's the wireless headset. Here's the PS5 headset. Here's here's something new. They didn't do any of that shit, which, you know, kind of worries me a little bit because I don't want Sony to take a step back from VR. I want them to keep doing it because there's a lot of really great stuff there. It's just they've, they've got to they've get to the point where it's more affordable and it, like, it needs to penetrate mainstream a little bit more. And, you know, there's some people who are just never going to want to play VR, and that's fine. But, God damn it, it's fun, and I like it. I want more. Yeah. Uh, Demon Souls got a remastered. Uh, mm. It looks pretty. Uh, That'll be popular, I'm sure. Everyone will play that. Now, Zach, I know you watched this one, but Resident Evil 8 and Andy, I don't know if you watched it, too. Uh, Village. I heard I heard Chris is like a big, big chunky boy now. That's really all I know. <laughs> It, I want to bring five. Chris is back. I want to bring this up, Zach. Okay. So, how long from seven is this game? You think it's like a big chunk, like ten years? No, I don't think ten years. I think it's a just maybe a year or two, maybe three tops. Is is the feeling I get? So, was that the Chris from seven and, and yeah, eight? Yeah, it's just they fucking change the appearances of the main characters so much. They don't stay consistent for very long. Mm-hmm. Like Chris basically looked the same from RE1 up to the remake, and then they changed him in five, and he kind of looked the same in five and six, and then in seven he looked different. 
Mm-hmm. And now it looks like they brought him back to him kind of looking like how he did in 5 and 6. Who's yeah. working on this game? Is it the people who did the remakes that everyone loves? Or is it something... Or 7, for that matter. Everyone likes 7. It's but, seven. Or is it... It's the main team. I think it's Capcom, R&D 2, or whatever. Okay. Yeah, they they did 7, they did Resident Evil 2, and they're doing this. Oh, well, then it should be good, right? I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, in the beginning, I was like, why are they turning into werewolves? I was like, this looks stupid. It's got werewolves in it? Yeah. Maybe. They're like, it's like virus fucking Dude, No, no. Like, I yes, get... awesome! I, Fuck I, you, I'm sick of zombies. No, no, I was I, hoping it was going to have witches in it. Honestly, I was really serious. There is was, a witch. They were like, there might be witches in Resident Evil 8. I was like, hey, fuck yeah. Hey, there might be vampires. Yes! Yeah. That's what I want! So, when I first saw this, I was like, oh, wait, are they doing the Resident Evil 4 remake? Because there was like a castle and shit. And then all of a sudden you saw Ethan in there. And then you saw the werewolves. And then you saw the witch. And then I was like, oh, this is Resident Evil 8, the, the fucking village and shit. And then that's when you see like Chris uh, shoots the deformed mutant child, which, by the way, is funny as fuck. No, he <laughs> shoots Mia. Oh, that's Mia? Yeah. Oh, that's he even... fucking just executes her. Ethan's just like, why? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how the trailer ends, and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Do you think we play as Ethan or a new character? No, I, it seems to be like you're playing as Ethan. Oh, you don't play um, as Chris? I I don't know. Uh, oh, we don't no, know. There was no indication that you do in the trailer, but they might probably have something where you play as him. I bet. And uh, there's been talk of maybe another playable character. There's like some female villager or something that a lot of people seem to think she'll be a playable character. You know, Resident Evil always has a section where you play as another character for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I'm a little upset about, because I'm I, playing two, two and three remake, I'm used to the third person. I don't want it to be first person again. Uh, I don't. This the camera angle doesn't matter. I don't know. I guess we'll see. Where oh, wait, we'll... it's it, it's first person or it's, it's third person? First. It's this is first. Oh, great. So that means it's going to be a VR game, and I won't be able to play it because I'm scared. <laughs> I mean, you could just not play in VR with a controller and no, not be scared. I, I own a VR headset. I'm not going to do that. That would be silly. Where <laughs> are you going to get seven and play it on the VR headset? I own seven. Isn't that fucked? Just fucking do it. <laughs> but I'm scared. <laughs> I, I I did start it. I did start it, and I was like, "Ha, ah, no!" <laughs> uh, there's a mod out there where you could turn the whole family into goofy sounding, like what? Yeah. So everybody's like, "Where are you going? <laughs> Why? Get back here, boy!" I kind of want to get Resident Evil Seven on PC just to do that now. Oh my god. <laughs> Um, it truly is the master race. I <laughs> mean, I wish consoles would do that more, but whatever. Uh, Remember when like they were supposed to be like, oh, you can do mods on Fallout or on Skyrim? Oh, on that, 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 that's like could shove it up their ass. I know this shit never really panned like, out. You were gonna be able to do mods, and then they were like, we made some mods. They're each this much money, and everyone was like, no, that's not what you promised. It's, yeah, that's not what everybody fucking thought when you said that. 
Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm pretty I'm pretty sick of Bethesda. Oh, by the way, uh, just just to rag on Bethesda a little bit. As of recording, um, GameStop's deal of the day is a used copy of Fallout seventy six. It's fucking four dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and that's marked down from its normal price of ten dollars. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, the mighty have fallen so far. Man, it sucks because you know they finally made a game. It's like in ugh, I know. West Virginia. I, that, I still uh, love the setting. Like, just I love the setting, and apparently they've actually added quest lines and NPCs. And I've always told myself, you know, I'm gonna go back and give it a shot because now, because that's all I ever fucking wanted. Just make a Fallout game in West Virginia. Don't do this goofy bullshit online i don't know i don't want to do that and they, well, they acted like everyone had always wanted this no one wanted that we just wanted another fallout i think pete there were people who did want an online fallout but the thing is they fucking executed it poorly yeah to keep their mouth shut uh i guess i'll bring up a few more games and then we'll talk about the actual console itself the actual console um there's this Ken- kenna uh, or kenya whatever her fucking name is bridge of the spirits had like a little like furry animal things and had like a lightning bow kind of reminded me of cameo a little bit you skipped ratchet and clank you hack i i mentioned him before kind of oh, okay i said I, th- I thought it looked fun i can like the ratchet and clank games for what they are yeah uh and then oh i want to bring this up so like they announced spider-man miles morales but like it's not a game, though. God damn it, how shitty is that? Yeah. What? It's not a game? It's not a game. It's an expansion. Yeah. Oh, for the old game? It's yeah. still up in the air, though. It's funny because Sony says it's an expansion. It's then you got cool. Insomnia going, it's a it's a standalone game. And then right. it's and then you have other people going, well, it's a DLC, an expansion. No, it's, it's DLC expansion for Spider-Man 5, which is still cool, but the trailer makes it seem like it's a brand new Spider-Man game about Miles Morales. Yeah. Or am I saying that right, Morales? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay. Well, which, which I which I would love because I really like that character. But eh, whatever. Did you play? Did you play the game yet, Andy? Negative. You should. You, I think you'd like it. I, I've watched a lot of people play it, and I know I would like it. Like it looks extremely good. It is good. Final game I want to bring up: Horizon Forbidden West. Looks really fucking phenomenal. I need to finish the first uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, oh, okay, I was going to ask if that was a sequel to that. Yeah. It is. See, now that's not an expansion. That's a game. It looks more open and more fun to play. Uh, there's there's fucking underwater shit, like cities and shit, that I can't wait to fucking explore. <laughs> and I want to really mention this one game uh, from the creators of Octodad, fucking Bug Snacks. Did you see that? Oh, I didn't see that. I fucking love Octodad. What's it called? Bug Snacks. So it's fruits. Are like little insects animals and you have animals who are like i don't know there was like this seal who was acting australian talking about a strawberry and when you eat the strawberry you become the strawberry it's fucking weird and it looks fun (laughs) okay all right i guess the moment we all been waiting for the ps5 um when did alienware started working for sony what are you talking about uh, it looks like an Alienware PC. Oh, I hadn't heard that. I've heard router a thousand times from every fucking hot take on Twitter. <laughs> All the memes are really funny. It looks. Yeah, I, I've been laughing that up too. It looks weird, but I like that it's different. I like because 
Nintendo kind of does that same thing where they have like all these gimmicky, weird looking things, and it turns out to be an actual good console sometimes. <laughs> um, I don't know if I like white. That's the only thing I hate about it. You know, there will be a bunch of other colors. I don't like the way it looks with the two-tone deal. They should have either went all white or all black. <laughs> I still like the controller okay, but yeah, the console is... I In an interview, one of the Sony guys said, oh, you, you won't believe the stuff we're going to do with special editions for this console. And I was like, are you going to make it like a reasonable color? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> is it going to look respectable? Yeah, it's going to be just like, can you just make it PlayStation gray? Because I'd buy that. Oh, man, yes. So they announced an all-digital console. I know mm-hmm. you guys are not fans of it because you like physical media. I knew it was coming. Like, when they did it, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. It's fine. Whatever. I like It's it. not for me, but I understand it. I understand it. I, I like it. I might go with that. But I've, I've also been hearing that that system might be the most expensive one because since it's a digital, uh, they might have a two-terabyte hard drive, and then the one with the physical might be a one-terabyte. It would be more expensive. Yeah, it would be like six. They'd be shooting themselves in the foot. Because as it is, I think the market is ready to start accepting it. Because you'll recall Microsoft tried to do it with the Xbox One. Mm -hmm. And everyone like fucking pitched a fit and whined. And Microsoft said, whoa, okay, we won't do that. We won't do that. And now Sony's like, you know what? We're going to do it this time. And I think it's time. But no, if it costs more than the one of the disc, then... They can they can suck a dick. That's like, I'm not I'm not sure about this, but I've heard like yeah, supposedly the reason why it does cost more is because it's supposed to be packed with more accessories or something. I don't know if that's true. I so, that, that would that would make a little more sense. Something like it comes with two controllers and a charge base and some yeah, other shit or something. They showed off the little chargey base. They showed off the new camera, which I guess I'll need for the HD headset. I don't know yet. Because they didn't say anything about the headset, Sony assholes. I think that was, I I think because everybody's streaming on Twitch now, like everybody has to have a web camera to like do fucking streaming. I think that's what yeah. they're aiming for. The webcam on or webcam, the camera on the PlayStation Four will do that when you're streaming Twitch, but I can never do it because the only time I ever stream for my PlayStation Four is when I'm playing VR games, and then the camera's in use because it's tracking the headset. <laughs> um. So I guess one last question I got for you guys, since there's two units for PlayStation 5. What do you think the prices are going to be for the system? Too, too much. Well, give, make a guess. Make a prediction. Uh, $499.99. For the one with the CD and what's the digital? Uh, I mean, if it really is more, I guess that would make it $599.99. But that would be insane. I and I don't know. I just feel like Sony has to remember what happened with the PS3 because the PS3 is a pretty competent system and everything. It's just the price scared everyone off, and then the price came down and people started buying PS3s. Hallelujah! And you know the flip side of that is uh, no doubt that system is incredibly expensive. I'm sure it is. It's got a solid state drive and all this other fancy pants bullshit, but. That's not that's not where we've talked about this on the show before, so I'll try not to retread too much ground. But um, a lot of companies lose money on console sales. They make money back on software and accessories, especially accessories. Accessories are marked up to, to hell and back. 
But if they have a digital only console and it actually like takes off, companies make fucking bank on digital games because there's you know, they don't got to pay for a box, they don't got to pay for a disc, they don't have to pay for shipping, they don't have to pay. There's not a cut that goes to GameStop or Walmart or fucking Hills or whatever. It's just that's all that's all um, that's that's all profit, and it just comes right off of a server somewhere. So I, I don't know. Maybe maybe they can afford the hit and they can get it down to three ninety nine ninety nine, which would be like the sweet spot to where I'd I'd almost want one at launch. But I, I really don't think it will be. I think it's going to be five hundred. I think X. I think Xbox is going to be the cheapest one this round. I have this weird feeling because Phil Spencer has been saying that it's going to be very affordable to even get the Series X compared to uh, the Xbox One X when it came out. So. I've been seeing that meme. Are you guys getting the mini fridge or are you getting the Wi-Fi router? And it's like, well, mini fridge. Which, by the way, the fucking PlayStation 5 is bigger than the fucking Series it's X. It's way bigger than you think. Like, yeah. when you actually see a picture of it side by side, other shit, I was like, holy shit, what the fuck? Yeah. It's like way bigger than you think it is. <laughs> like, I was thinking about, like, where I would put it on my shelves. And I was like, yeah, I, I guess if I had one, I could go here. And then I saw how big it was. was Whoa, I was way off. <laughs> All right. The thing's like a fucking art in placement or something. <laughs> Zach, what about you? What is your? You could do like a vice versa thing. What do you think is going to be the expensive unit, and what's going to be the the cheapest unit? What well, out of the PS Five and the Xbox? No, 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 just the PS Five. Oh, uh, I think the digital one might be like it. I don't know why I just get the feeling it is, and it's because they'll try to make it like some kind of value bundle. They um, might, they might put PlayStation Now bundles in that. Come to think of it, maybe. Yeah. I'm sure it'll come with like three free months of PlayStation Now or something. I think the I could buy the disc uh, console for. I can see it coming out for five hundred. Yeah. I still want. To, I still think it might come out at four hundred. Surprise people. I hope. All right. I'm going to go with Stars. somebody just did something. It's probably on either on Mixer or whatever, or Facebook, whatever. Thank you for the follow. I can't see you right now. I'm on Twitch. <laughs> um, but, but anyway, what I think will happen is I think the digital is probably being expensive because they're going to do a lot of bundles with that. I think it's going to be six hundred for the digital, and I think either five hundred to five fifty for the the disc. I don't know. Uh, I am going to start saving my fucking money though. I'll say that because you know I have to have new technology and I have to have new shiny toys. Yeah, I I, uh, I, I want I want to want the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5, but I neither one has shown me enough to make me like, oh, I've got to have a day one yet. Yet. I mean, they got a lot of time. What, yeah. will, what will need to wow you in Xbox in order to buy their console? Games. What? I mean, they've already got they've already got backwards compatibility, which was my number one wish for the, the Xbox sex box, is it needed to have Xbox One backwards compatibility because I never hopped on the Xbox One wagon, so that means if I bought it, I'd be buying two consoles. And even though it would be at the beginning of its lifespan, I could I would only have shitty 
Xbox Series X launch titles to choose from. I have everything that ever came out on the Xbox One to go back and play for cheap, yeah. which I'm all about. I fucking love that. So I, I'm already kind of leaning Xbox Series X for that reason. But there's there's no reason I can't wait a year and get one on Black Friday bundled with with Halo, Halo Dick Sucking Edition or whatever. <laughs> because... I, I'm not in a hurry to play any exclusives, and uh, you know I've waited this long on Xbox One. I'll wait a little longer, but if they they got it, they got they got to have some sweet games. They got to have something on there that I can't play on the current gen or PlayStation hypothetically. Or July is when they're going to start doing their Xbox event, where apparently a lot of rumors is that they're going to be showing games, 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 and on games. So that's what they got to do. Yeah, if they deliver on that in July and they're just like, hey, guess what? You're going to be getting these titles in, in 2020 and then stuff in 2021. I'm going to be like, fuck yeah. I cannot. We, I, they, they need some big shit. They, they got to be like, fucking, here's a new. I, I like Gears of War. They can do that. They got to be like, oh, we partnered with Sega. Here's Panzer Dragoon Saga Omega. I don't, I don't know. Something. Something like unexpected and really cool <laughs> to get my attention. Zach, what do you think about Xbox? You just like fuck Xbox? I'm not really fuck Xbox. It's just uh, at this point, I kind of feel like they're they're both Pepsi and Coke. Yeah, who cares, right? And, and I like Coke. They're different. They're different just enough, but at the same time, they're also so similar at, at this point. Yeah. No, um, I, I I get what he's saying. Well, I. I hear that Phil Spencer took a lot of trips to Japan and has been working on the JRPG section. So okay. I'm, I, I'm, that, that that helped the 360 a lot, a lot. I thought, especially in my eyes. So I'm thinking that's what uh, Xbox Series X or the sex box is going to be doing is just going to be like, oh, we're, you know, we have games now. We have JRPGs. We have RPGs. We have fucking shooters. I don't know. I feel excited for Xbox. If they if they have another mild uh, event where they're just like, here's, you know, Halo and Gears and Forza, and that's it, everybody. See you Guess later. Guess what? All this stuff comes out in 2021. Bye. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, then never mind, I guess. Yeah. If they do that, then I'm, I'm probably going to put m- more money towards PS5 if that happens, and then I'll get Xbox later on. Just how... I mean, I did buy Xbox and PS4 when it first came out, but I was playing more PS4 than anything. There is, uh, just real quick, there is one thing I wanted to say about both Microsoft and Sony so far, as far as this generation goes. They've both learned an important fucking lesson that we've been yelling at them for like 15 years. We don't give a fuck about media shit. Tell us about what games these consoles are going to have. And like, they've talked a little bit about, oh, Solid State Drive and all this other shit, but... I don't care if it runs Netflix. I don't care if it can like stream shit from my home computer. I don't care if it syncs with my phone. I don't care if it can log into my Samsung smart fridge. It doesn't yeah. matter to me. Can I play cool games on this console? Also, is the controller any good? That well, just by default now, they've kind of been cornered out of that because now all TVs just fucking come with that shit now. Exactly. Like now, that's, that's yeah. not a, that's not a selling point anymore. It never yeah. was to us anyway. But. Right. That, that market's gone. They got to focus on gamers now, bitch. Man. Mm-hmm. But I was just going to say, uh, the only other thing that oh, that keeps me away from Xbox is how fucking laissez-faire they seem to be about exclusives the past 10 years. 
Yeah, what the fuck? And especially, just, especially since most of their good exclusives are turning up on PC anyway. Yeah, it, it seems like they're just not as interested in that anymore, whereas Sony continues to seem to want to invest in that mm-hmm. and try to get more of their own exclusives. You know, they bought Insomniac a couple years ago, and we got that cool Spider-Man game out of it. Sony, far and away, has the best second-party scene, like buying studios and the studio doing their own thing. Nintendo, I still think, has the best first-party lockdown situation, but Sony Sony blows them way out of the water as far as, like, acquiring studios to do their own thing, and that thing ends up being great. But I I think that Xbox did something really well uh, during the Xbox One, even though they didn't, you know... They had that car made out of Legos? I agree. (laughs) (laughs) No, Game Pass, dude. Game Pass. Oh is, yeah, yeah. They've yeah. they've acquired so many people on it. Um, it's a great service, and now Sony's thinking about turning the PlayStation now into uh, what Game Pass is. Now, if Sony does that with PlayStation now, that might kill Xbox. So that I'm hoping that Xbox fucking delivers <laughs> on their event in July and say we're getting games that are coming out in 2020 and then be prepared for 2021 because we're gonna have a lot of fucking games for you to play on your series x because if they come out with like you know halo gears and forza that's coming out in 2021 here you can play like fucking uh viva pinata or something while you wait for those big games if they do something like that then xbox is done with consoles they're just ma- they're just making consoles just so that they could have third parties and a game pass that they could make money off of. Look, bottom line is, if a Dreamcast two came out tomorrow, I would go all in on that. Yeah, no, fuck that. Yeah, it'd be hundred percent Dreamcast. <laughs> Come on, Sega, you can you can still do it. You can still do it, Sega. You can still do it. Oh, by the way, have you guys seen that weird uh, Game Gear micro thing? Yeah, I kind of wanted to talk about it, but then I read up on it. And I was like, oh, what a fart in the wind. It's yeah, it's so weird. It's like the size of a Tamagotchi. Yeah, like, it's such a neat idea. But like, I saw a breakdown. Uh, I guess we're talking about it now, anyway. I saw a breakdown of like, oh, the NES Mini, the SNES Mini, the Turbo Graphics Mini, the Genesis Mini, and like how many games are on them, and how much you're paying per game. And the the the, the Game Gear Minis each have like five games on them, and you're paying like five or six times as much for each game as you do on all those other mini consoles. And it's like, man, Sega, you couldn't like give us a bit of a better value. These are just ROMs that you're cramming onto a mini SD card inside this thing. You couldn't like do a little better. Because when I first saw them, I was like, oh, I gotta have one of those. Those are badass. I love Game Gears, but man, they're an awful value. They're just, they're so bad. I have a prop proposition, maybe a icebreaker for you guys. What if Xbox made a deal with Sega and said, "Hey, I know you guys like Dreamcast." What if the majority of the Dreamcast library is on Xbox? The majority of the Dreamcast library is on Dreamcast, though. The majority of the Dreamcast library library sits on my shelf right now. (laughs) So, no. (laughs) No, that's that's not really a selling point. Now, if they did, like, um, I'd love to see them, uh, I can't remember, it had a name. There was a name for a really famous deal that Sega struck with Xbox way back because Sega got out of the console business in 2001, and uh, uh, Xbox had a big press event, and they were like, oh, we signed a deal with Sega. We're getting all these exclusive Sega games. They're going to kick ass. And then they came out, and they kicked ass. Like, if they did that part two, yeah, that, that would be great. Another OutRun, another Panzer Dragoon, because Sega is into that now. 
Sega has fun, like Sega did a bunch of uh, over the last couple of years. They did a bunch of surveys and they just put them on Twitter, put them on Facebook, put them on their 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 website, wherever their Instagram. And people were doing them, and they finally fucking listened. We got a Panzer Dragoon remake. We got a new Streets of Rage. We got uh, uh, Fantasy Star Online Two finally came to the West. Like Sega, it, like they're they're listening now, and we're starting to get shit we wanted. Now's the time. Like if 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 Xbox could go and say, hey, we got some money for you. We need a new outrun. We need, uh, we need, we need a new fucking Seaman. We need uh, a bunch of this other shit. Sonic new- Mania Two. We need we, Sonic Mania Two needs to be exclusive to the Xbox. We we need you to make uh, Vector Man. There's a new Vector Man. It's uh, he's green, so he's on the Xbox only. That makes sense, right? Because Vector Man's green. A new single player Fantasy Star. Yeah, an actual RPG Fantasy Star. Now, if they could, if they could like lock something like that down. I, Xbox. I'm buying an Xbox. I'm not buying a PlayStation yet. I agree. Cool. But that, that's just my taste. I'm not I'm not every gamer, and that wouldn't get every gamer, but that would get me, that would get Zach, that would get a bunch of other people. Yeah. I don't know. I, my Like I said, I think I might main Xbox unless, like, PlayStation decides to say, hey, <laughs> fuck you. And, because uh, what, what I do now is kind of funny because I used to main a lot on PlayStation, but now I have all my old friends that play Xbox, are like showing up out of the woodworks and I'm like, oh, let me go play I was, I was just going to say, I, I'll bet you, I've been thinking about it while we've been discussing it, I'll bet what's going to happen is what happened to me this generation, and that is I just waited. I didn't get a PS4 or an Xbox uh, One at launch. I just kind of waited around. And then my friends, most of them started buying PlayStation 4s, and I was like, well, I guess I'll buy a PlayStation 4. I'm going to play games with my friends. Mm-hmm. And so I got a PlayStation 4. And at least 75% of the reason I got a PlayStation 4 is because all of my friends had one and I wanted to play uh, whatever rainbow six and, and GTA and everything else with my friends, but I don't play games online as much anymore, but I still see that happening. I still see it being, Hey, we've all got Xbox sex boxes. You should get one too. We'll play <laughs> gear Four, and I'll be like, yeah, okay. I'll fucking pick up gears. I love gears. Let's all sex box together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right, guys, I think we're going to end the show here. Uh, an hour and 20 minutes is probably one of our longest in a long time. I'm not saying it's the longest we ever had. There's there's plenty of longer episodes. Uh, longer. Meteor. Yeah, meteor, beefier. All right, if you want to catch more Big Trouble Little Podcasts, make sure you go to novnetwork.podbean.com. Uh, we're also on Spotify and iTunes. If... Uh, you want to watch any, or if you want to listen to any wrestling stuff, which we haven't done in a while because fucking wrestling is so stupid now. I just, I need to, I need to watch old wrestling stuff again to like hype me up. Uh, because I don't know, just stupid shit that's happening in WWE right now is just garbage. Um, I just want AEW as well is, is not impressing right now. I want NWA back. Bring back fucking NWA. Uh, yeah. What else? Oh, yeah, the, our Resident Evil podcast, which I'm still... I, I just got the second book. Now, the second book, that's the one with Rebecca Chambers on it? or uh, That is the second book. I thought you were talking about reading the book based on RE2, though. Oh, then I'll get that one, too. <laughs> I, hadn't, I, didn't okay. start, I didn't start reading it yet, so I'll... Uh... That one's good, though. Yeah, I, I, I'm, dude. The covers that they got for this, uh, the, the newly printed, looks pretty red. So, yeah. Anyway, 
That's the Nemesis Project, which is also on the same link that I gave you before, and Spotify and iTunes. Uh, we have a website and nerdreview.com that I need to update. I just, I don't know. I, I have a lot of shit going on in my life. Uh, no, you don't. No, no, you don't. Yeah, I heard. <laughs> <laughs> the, the job that I have is so mind-numbing. It's just, I, I want to just go into my own world. I do want to bring this up. This is kind of going to be news to you guys as well. There will be no show uh, Tuesday next week. I don't know if we want to do it on Thursday because I am going to my parents' house. It's my birthday on June 23rd. So oh. I will not be here. So I'm we, fine with Thursday if that's, what, if that's what we end up doing. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. I can make that work. Sweet. Until next time, guys, remember Goldfinger. See you later. See you, Space Thanks. Cowboy. Thanks for listening.